Welcome to the Not Quite Heroes podcast, a real play Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition podcast set in the community built world of Aventhir. Dungeon Master, Stephen Garcia. Hey, I'm Emily Smith. I play Firefly the Shepherd Druid. And this is Mike. I play Thaddeus Dunhall II, Paladin, who follows an oath of vengeance. I'm Amy, and I will be playing Evanel. Hey, I'm Robert Baldino, and I'm playing Gale that comes in the night, the Tempest Claire. Hey, I'm Wade. I play Rook, the Arcane Trickster. Last time on the Not Quite Heroes podcast, Gale, Firefly, and Evanel decided to take a trip shopping looking for clothes for the rescued individuals that they found on the road to Feldhaven. And during that time, Thaddeus and Rook went on a little adventure. And here is that adventure. Thaddeus and Rook, what do you guys choose to do? Rook would look over at Thad and you uh, fancy a drink? You have no idea. (laughs) Let's go find the local watering hole. All right, so you guys would know of two places that have been mentioned so far. One is the Silver Cask, which is the place that Tyr told you guys about. The other is the Drunken Lily, which Erival Malar mentioned that that's where his group was staying. You would also be free to, if you want to, kind of ask around, make an investigation check to see if there is somewhere else you could go. Okay. I feel like we'll probably just wander around a little bit. Like, the other two seem like they have too much going on. Okay. They have too much intent. Does that make sense? Nope, but I'm but I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, you know, you're playing a game, you, you go to the boss, or you oh, look gotcha. around for all the other stuff. All right, all right. So, I think Fair that's enough. Rook's mentality, is that there's too much for sure at these other establishments, so he'll wander and kind of peek around. Okay, how do you want to go about doing that? Do you want to be asking around, just kind of... Walking, seeing what there is to see. I think just walk for now. Okay. Roll me an investigation check. I need to stop doing investigation stuff. <laughs> I got a five. <laughs> okay. So you and, and Thaddeus walk around for probably a good hour and a half, two hours. You guys you guys walk past the drunken lily. You get a sense that it's, it's very, very nice. Kind of one of the nicer looking buildings, um, at least taverns that, that you've seen. You make it by the silver cask, you hear this loud bellowing voice booming out, singing, and you just kind of keep wandering, starting to get a little bit hungry. <laughs> Thaddeus, I imagine you're a little bit annoyed. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, have you ever been seen, like, have a kid where you're, like, walking around a big city on vacation, trying to find something, and the kid's just, like, grumpy, because they just want to eat some food? Sort of like that. Except alcohol. Yeah, except alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and I will say, you also just notice some people looking at y'all, just giving you an eye like, you guys don't belong here, is kind of the, the vibe you get from them uh, as your Thad's used to it. Thad's armor is a little bit dinged up. Your clothes are all, all kind of dirty from the traveling. Like, you guys have been traveling for almost four weeks from your respective locations and stuff. So you're not the cleanest looking <laughs> folks around. But you do eventually see a sign for... Uh, that sounds like a nice place. <laughs> it's really an interesting this this building kind of sticks out it's a little bit closer towards the outskirts of the white walk kind of more in a transition area kind of right next to it actually is it's right by a gate that would lead down into the valley which is kind of the poor area of the city but it's this really interesting dark wood building that doesn't fit with the rest of most of the white walk is stone and really nice architecture this is a really organic looking almost as if this building like grew out of the ground and there's a sign on it and it's of a little fairy looking thing with two big horns coming out of its head and it's called the horned pixie there's a little bit of music coming out of there but uh you suspect that it's probably a place you could find a drink that's going in <laughs> yeah that's what we came for 
Alright, so as you walk in and you open the door, kind of the first thing you notice is there's an interesting mix of, like, flowery smells mixed with the traditional tavern smells of, of alcohol and, and food and sweaty people. The tables are all stuck in place, and you actually notice there's, like, roots growing from the ground into the tables and, like, vines and branches that twist to form these flat tables. The walls have vines that are actually flowering. There's lots of these like greens and browns and white and orange and yellow flowers kind of all around. Gods, man, I just want to ale. At the bar, (laughs) at the bar, you see about a seven and a half foot minotaur with some glasses on who looks like he's doing some bookkeeping. And standing on his shoulder is a little green pixie lady who looks at you and says, come in, can we get you a drink? Yeah, what do you, what do you have? Ale, whiskey, any sort of spirit that you'd like? What can we, what can we do for you? You, you fellows look like you've uh, had a day. Yeah, a mini. We'll go with whiskey. Uh, all right, whiskey. Perfect, and she, she's only like maybe a foot and a half tall, not very big. Flies across, grabs two cups that look like these giant ales that, that they would be like tankards. <laughs> yeah, they'd be almost like tankards for her, um, but they're just normal like whiskey tumblers. <laughs> and gets you some whiskey and flies them over to you and says, uh, Welcome to the Horned Pixie. I'm uh, Fiona. Uh, if there's anything else, you can ask me or ask Loric over here. And she points to the Minotaur. Other than that, in- enjoy. If you need some food, just ask. Be two silver a drink. And uh, enjoy. Okay. And then she kind of just, she flies back over and is chatting with, with the big minotaur. Fed asks the uh, bartender what, what kind of food specials they have for today. What's on the menu for today? Oh, we got um, various forms of mutton. We got a really nice stew. Um, our chef back there just really makes a nice, a nice hobby stew. Some, some nice fresh, we, he just popped out some fresh loaves of bread and um, I can, I can send some out. Yeah, stew sounds great. I'm going to grab a table. I'll start up a tab. Excellent. So she goes back to where you assume the kitchen is, and, uh... Yeah, Thad's going to walk to a table, an open table somewhere, and sit down, plop his hammer down. Okay. Yeah, and it's not too busy. It's not empty either. There's about between eight and ten other people, kind of all sitting in twos or threes. There is a, a bard performing kind of on a little, a little stage. Kind of an upbeat but quiet, but quiet tune. Why don't, as you guys drink, just to get a, a better layout of what's going in there, why don't you both give me a perception check? God, it's not investigation. <laughs> Except Rook needs to just give me a straight intelligence check. I'm just kidding. You know, I feel like I could do and No, it's the same. Yeah, intelligence. Yeah. Unnatural 20. Okay. Uh, 15. 15? Okay, so Thaddeus, the first thing you notice, kind of just around the room, there are four armed guards from, from the Anirian Empire. Uh, just kind of stationed around, and as you look around, you actually notice there's an interesting mix of people here in this specific building. Well, the Minotaur kind of gave it away. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm talking socioeconomic, though. So there's, <laughs> there's like some poor-looking people, and, and there's there's some, some fairly well-off-looking people as well, which, as you've been walking around the city, you have only seen kind of middle-upper-class people walking around. So seeing this mixture, there's something in your head that says, like, oh, this is kind of a unique spot in the city. Rook, you notice at the bar, uh, there is a human male and a human female sitting almost, so the bar is like sort of a U shape. Mm-hmm. They're sitting on opposite ends of that. And you notice them making a couple little symbols that you recognize as thieves can't. Very subtly, just like touching their face, moving a glass. And kind of the gist of, of their message is another tonight, East Gate guard change. Okay. The other thing that you all notice... Did Thad notice what Rook noticed? You don't know Thieves Can't, do you? No. Okay. okay. No, so you would notice You would notice the two people sitting across there. You wouldn't know the um, kind of the message. I got you. You see a couple of the guards talking to each other, and uh, Thaddeus, you overhear a conversation that goes something like, I'm glad I got this station. You hear what's happening over in the farms to the, to the west. They sent a patrol out there that didn't come back. I hear they're putting something up in the Cortian Halls, kind of a, a contract out. See whatever's attacked the guards as well as it's starting to take the livestock from the farms. I don't I don't want any part of that. If the guards are getting hurt, I'd rather stay here. The other ones, yeah. Yeah, same same with me. I didn't sign up. I didn't sign up for this to get killed. I signed up for it because it's good money. Kind of goes back and forth like that for a little while. 
the rest of the conversation seemed pretty uneventful, just people having drinks. Eventually, Fiona, the little pixie, flies out with one plate of food, drops it off, flies back, brings another one, uh, and you guys both have this, this nice hot stew, your whiskeys, and you're, you're sitting with each other. Okay, I know I said that I've got to stop doing this, but uh, Rook would look around and, and try and find, you know, a, a mark of some sort. Obviously not the man and the woman at the bar, mm-hmm. but someone maybe a little better off but less aware okay um roll another perception check oh yes you fool it's an 18 (laughs) yeah so you see a younger looking man human kind of black hair nicer robes not the nicest you've seen around he's he's very enthralled with this with this bard who's been playing kind of kind of dancing along seems a little bit tipsy stumbling around and you also notice that he has a gold pouch just kind of on the outside of his cloak. Not not very careful. And you said he's up wandering around? Yeah, he's he's staying up near near where the bard is performing. Just kind of very enthralled. Every once in a while walks back to the bar and gets another drink. Okay. So Rook would sip a bit on his whiskey. And when he sees this younger guy go to turn around to head back to the bar, mm-hmm. he would get up and walk over to him. Okay. And kind of walk along with them. And, hey, what are you? What are you getting, pal? Oh, just I'm getting another ale for. Have you been to this, to this beautiful performer? Ah, I mean, I've never heard such music. It's it's fabulous. And kind of stumbles around, a, not too much, but he's not super sure on his feet right now. So at that, Rook would kind of like put his hands out to help steady him a little bit. And oh, yeah, it's it's amazing. I, you know, we've we've just come here and. You know, I, this is probably the best entertainment I've had in, in a month. I can tell that you, you, and he like he like wipes some dirt off your face. <laughs> it's kind of getting pretty personal with you. <laughs> get, get some dirt out of your beard. So, yeah, you you seem like you could use some entertainment. And then he kind of removes your hands from him, right? Kind of in more of a like you're dirty sort of a way, not like a he's offended that you touched him, just like wants to wants to keep his yeah you get it i got it okay so what, what do you say maybe i maybe i'll buy this round did you you would do such a thing for me that is uh you know i would have pegged you for someone from from the valley but that is the those are the words and actions of a high class individual you know we we've got to look out for each other you know yes we we do uh, Tell me, what is your name, good sir? Cartwright. Cartwright, that's an interesting name. I am Tristan, uh, and um, I am honored that you you would buy me a drink. Uh, Lorak, Lorak, get me another of the house ale. It, it, it was wonderful today. The big minotaur just kind of, like, kind of, <laughs> and walks over and pours him an ale and, and gives it back and looks at you and says, uh, that'll be a silver. Yeah, sure. Um, Rook would just take out a gold and put it on the bar. Our most generous of you. Thank you. Yeah. You need some change for that, or? Uh, no, just just keep it on on our tab, if you recall. Will do. Thank you. So then Rook would grab the the drink and turn around. Uh, how far away is he from? Is the the guy from the bar at this moment? Oh, he's 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 about right. He's right next to you. Oh, okay. So Rook would then turn around, you know, fairly quickly to, hey, it, oh, and and kind of spill this drink all over him now. Uh, Whoa, we, wow, man, you're really close. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I, and then Loraco pipe in his, he has had a bit to drink today already. Yeah. Uh, do you have, do you have a rag back there? Of course. And he, he kind of tosses one to you. And Tristan is just like wiping it off. Um, his face kind of a disgust, sort of that, that upper-class snobbery a little bit. That, I can't believe that you would be so clumsy to do that to me. Oh, uh, you, you were very close, and, you know, we're, we're, we're both entertained tonight. We're very, uh, you know, you understand, right? <sighs> and he's using the rag and kind of and wiping all over his face. I, uh, that's, that's, I, I can take care of that. I'm not the dirty one here. And then he... He grabs the, the ale out of your hand and starts just drink, kind of throwing it back. Okay, then when he goes up with his drink, I'd like to uh, remove that pouch from him. 
Okay. Uh, give me a slide of hand. I will say with advantage for that whole sequence. Okay. 15. Okay. Wait. Sorry, did you say with advantage? Yes. Oh, that was a natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, um, do you want to describe how you remove his pouch successfully? Yeah, I think uh, when he goes to toss his drink back very aggressively now, Rook would kind of just keep with the rag in one hand, you know, wiping kind of aggressively on the opposite side of him mm-hmm. to, to get the drink remnant off. Uh, and with his free hand, kind of just undo the, the clasp or whatever the, mm-hmm. the method is for holding that. Okay. And kind of switch it into his pocket. But again, keeping that pressure on the opposite side of him. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you and you feel like nobody nobody notices. Kind of, He finishes and slams the tankard down on the bar and says, You know, I, I reacted. I reacted a little bit too... Too rudely to you. It was an accident. Lorak, <sighs> send me some of that fresh bread to my table. I'm gonna go enjoy some more, some more drink. And he looks at you, Rook, and grabs the back of your head and plants a kiss right on your face. <laughs> um, and then says, "It was pleasure meeting you. Thank you for the drink. I hope you find yourself having a lovely." And he kind of stumbles back to his uh, to his table. The pleasure's all mine. So Thaddeus, while Rook is at the bar, is there anything anything that you're you're doing? Or are you just kind of enjoying your drink and, and your food? Oh, I am focused on that drink. <laughs> okay. In fact, yeah, I just finish, and I'm going to tap it on the table and ask for another. Okay. So as you see it, you notice the the pixie is is working on something. She looks she looks back at you and kind of nods, does a little hand motion, and a, a little hand just kind of magically goes over and, and gets another whiskey and kind of carries it over to you and drops it off. And she and she kind of shouts from back behind the bar. You, uh, you want me to just keep those coming, honey? Absolutely. Fabulous. He throws the neck back once she just sat down back. Okay. So, Rook, anything, you, anything you're doing after your situation? Rook would probably go sit at the... It's a U-shaped bar. Mm-hmm. Probably a little left of center, I guess, on that and kind of just keep an eyes on if the man and the woman are continuing their signals or if they've kind of stopped. Just peeking in on that a little bit. Okay, yeah, so so you notice the, it kind of was that one message uh-huh. you know, as you're sitting there, kind of right as your little scenario with, with Tristan ends, you notice the female who's closer to the door, kind of on the further end of the U from you, mm-hmm. kind of just finishes a, a, a small little shot of something, puts it on, on the ground, leaves a few silver on the on the bar, and, and walks away, and walks out of the uh, of the building. Okay. Yeah, so it's, again, kind of more casually, we we'll just you know, lean against the bar a little bit and look around, but still kind of keeping a side eye on the, on the guy that was there. As both of you are just kind of sitting, Thaddeus, taking your drinks, finishing another one, she, she sends another one over to you, the pixie does. Two guards... Two new guards enter into the building and walk straight towards one of the one of the other guards who's just kind of leaning against the back wall, kind of near your end, um, Rook. And you overhear, yeah, you overhear one of them say to the other, uh, "Commander Riley has requested you. Uh, we have word on your brother's caravan from Atlanta, and says uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll be re- replacing you. You can you can head straight to the Cortian halls." And the other the the guard that he that the first one is speaking to just says. Uh, very well. Uh, I'll head there immediately. Then walks on out. All right. Yeah. So Rook, you just kind of overheard that that conversation, Thaddeus. You wouldn't have heard it. You would have seen those two guards come in, have a quick conversation, and one of them leave. Excuse me. I'll explain that a little bit better. Two came in. The one that those two came to talk to left, and the other two stayed. And the the two that came in stayed. Right. Okay. So what are we doing? Rook would give it a little bit of time, let things settle down just a bit, mm-hmm. then kind of meander back over to the table with with Thad. Okay. Uh, Thaddeus, roll me a constitution check real quick. Just to see how those whiskeys you've been throwing back are treating you. Twelve. Okay. Um, you're a big a big dude. You drink a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and you seem to be mostly fine. Maybe starting to feel, feel a little bit mm-hmm. the tingles in your fingers or something like that, but yeah, for the most part, fine. So Rook walk, walks back up to you, kind of takes a seat. 
Yep. It, Rook's just gonna plop down and, and you know, resume eating a bit, kind of looking around mainly those guards now mm-hmm. to see if they're, you know, just resuming position or if they're looking anywhere or... Yeah, they just look like they're... They were sent to replace that guy, just kind of assuming a general look of security. Right. Okay. Truthfully, truthfully, they have a, they have like a disinterested look as they're just kind of like keeping the peace duty. All right. While he's sitting there, Rook would take out a dagger and kind of lean back in his seat and underneath of the of the table. You said that the roots, I guess, were kind of growing into the tables. Mm-hmm. So he would take his his dagger and kind of etch in a little bit of, uh, on the trunk, kind of a uh, that rook shape, that castle. Okay type of shape into it. Okay. Roll a sleight of hand. Okay. You asked for it. Oh, no. Seven. <laughs> Wrong page. Hold on. Hold on now. It's a uh, 13. Okay. Yeah, you feel like you get a good mark and you do it discreetly enough that nobody notices. Okay. Well, that was it. I think, uh, oh, Rook would lean over the table a little bit and kind of hug his bowl to make it you know, kind of seem like he's eating rather than, but he'd whisper over to Thad and talk to him about the the few things uh you know overhearing the conversation about the cart or the the uh, convoy rather mm-hmm. and also what he observed with the man and the woman at the bar now just the man at the bar okay all right that's in the middle of drinking when you start talking and he notices and he sits the drink down he's like huh what <laughs> okay so Brook repeats all that stuff a little bit louder not in his normal speaking voice, though. He would say, you know, the, the two people at the bar and their conversation about the guard change at the East Gate. And he would, you know, the, the caravan seems is the one that, that they happened upon recently. And that there's murmurings about that. Okay. That uh, mentions to you what he overheard about the potential for some coin. Oh, God. What was the potential of that? Yeah, so it, he overheard some guards kind of discussing about how there had been in some of the farms out around the city of Feldhaven mm-hmm. that there had um, been some guards that had disappeared and some livestock being taken. And so there's rumors that at the Cordian Halls, which you would know is kind of the center for um, the Nerian guard, mm-hmm. that they're talking about posting a sort of like a bounty. Okay. Uh, and the Cordian Halls is also where the guard was going. Right. Okay, so I think Rook then would... Uh, so, so that, here's what I'm thinking. I don't, I don't think it's a great idea for us to go to the Cordian Halls right now. Maybe we should Maybe we should have a conversation with the others about that. I'm sure that we could probably hit two wormlings with one stone. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> But what do you say we follow up on this Eastgate thing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can, I can, I can go down for a little bit of reconnaissance. Really? I didn't take you for the reconnaissance type, but if you're interested, what? It's just standing around looking at stuff. Well, you're okay. You're right. You've done that amazingly so far. <laughs> All right. So uh, at that, Rook would lean back in his seat and kind of finish his bowl and his drink. And uh, I think we're going to wait to see maybe if that guy's going to move out also. Okay. That's what Rook would do. Yeah, so you guys probably wait another half an hour. Thaddeus gets another drink or two in <laughs> in that time. And after the, the individual who's been sitting at the bar kind of finishes whatever food he was, he kind of similarly just leaves an appropriate amount of coin on the, the table, uh, gets up, and walks, walks out. Oh, and before, before I forget to tell you, Rook, in that pouch that I'm assuming that Rook looked in, mm-hmm. that you, you removed from the rich drunk boy, uh, you find 15 gold and 13 silver. Okay. You can put that in your inventory. Yeah, he's, he's just going to drop the silver on the table. Okay. I'm not keeping up with all that. <laughs> Numbers. So, uh, yeah, you see, you see that individual step out. As he opens the door and steps in, he kind of throws a hood over his head. And the door closes, and you don't know where it goes. Okay, yeah. So pretty much as the door closes, Rook would not uh, jump to a stand, but but quickly kind of get up and, and shuffle his way over. Okay. Probably not really waiting for Thad, but 
assuming that when he moves, Thad will notice. Yes. And then, you know, also kind of open the door and peek out a bit. Thad, give me one more constitution check. <laughs> Net 20. Okay, yeah, you are, as Rook stands up, you throw one more back, kind of give a little cough, get up, and uh, you're ready to go. Do whatever you're going to do. I'll lay the appropriate amount of silver on the table as well. Okay. Yeah, with the silver that Rook laid out, the gold that he left, Lorak kind of sees what you guys leave on the table and remembering his gold says, uh, you boys are welcome here anytime. Hope to see you again soon. Fine establishment. Fine establishment. And the and Fiona the pixie says, yes, please do come back. Seem like lovely folk. Uh, as she's collecting the coins, putting them in a purse. Yeah, Rook's like a foot out the door already. Okay. Give me a perception check. Yes! 25. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so you look and you see what you think is that same hood mm-hmm. uh, walking through the gate towards the valley down kind of the sloping ramp that goes down into that section of the city. Okay. Yeah, Rook would like to keep as, as close as possible to keep eyesight, but not necessarily be right up on top of them. Okay. Thaddeus, are you following? Yes, but at a distance. Like, I'll stay a little ways behind Rook, and I'm assuming he's staying behind the guy. Okay, so you're keeping it, you're, you're more keeping an eye on, on Rook than... Yes. Okay. I'm going to need you both to make stealth checks. Oh, God. Thaddeus, I'm going to give you advantage because you're, because you're kind of doing the stagger thing. All right. So you'll be a straight, you'll be a straight roll. Rook out of 22. Okay. 17. Okay. Yeah, so you follow him down for a ways he's he's trying to be stealthy you see him relax as he as you get into this valley and as you get into the valley it's a lot more wood shacks run down stuff there's people just kind of on the streets uh much dirtier although most of the people are either out in the farms working or or working there's well you don't know this working elsewhere in the city you know i realize i've forgotten what time of day is it it would be kind of mid-afternoon by this point okay so we're, he's just walking around day drunk yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. No, all right, I'm just making sure. Well, he rolled a nat 20. He's fine. <laughs> so. Yeah, fair. Do-do-do-do-do. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's just... I would say he's probably just a little bit more relaxed. Maybe maybe willing to share some feelings or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you follow this. As he, as he gets starts walking through, uh, he seems to navigate this really well. Um, why don't you give me a perception check? 25. Okay. Yeah, so you kind of see him weaving in and out of the streets, and he comes up to another tavern, and you see kind of a sign. It's actually even like a little bit broken, so it's kind of like hanging. And on it, it says uh, the trusty siren, and there's a there's a picture of a siren and a mug of ale on it, but it's all faded. There's like a broken window, as you and as you guys walk up through that window, um, you hear kind of a yell, and a body comes flying through it. Nice. My kind of party, <laughs> and and this this fellow just kind of walks in very quickly and shuts the door, and you don't you can't see him. And you're probably I would say you were trying to keep your space, but follow him. You're probably between thirty and forty feet away from the entrance. Okay. Hmm. Is there anyone else walking around? Yeah, there's kind of a, a smattering of what appear to be mostly humans or half elves walking walking around. Okay. Then. Rook would take a moment to look over one of just any one of the half elves, really. Okay. And then, yeah, kind of look back for Thad and and hold up a hand like a stop and duck into an alleyway. If there's, I imagine there's one available. Yeah, you can find one. Okay. Then, yeah, he would duck into an alleyway and shift into the appearance of that half elf. All right. Uh, roll a roll a performance check. Okay. 11. Okay. You get the gist of a, of a half-elf, maybe down to the fine details. You don't look exactly like that individual, but... Okay. Yeah. I mean, as long as I'm adjacent, I feel like that's close. That's good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then he would... I guess he would dust off a little bit and then step out and walk into the tavern. Okay. Did that witness this? No, you would have seen him tell you to stop. You would see him step into an alley where you kind of lose sight of him, and then someone in the same clothes that looks different would step out of kind of the alley. 
and walk towards the bar. So why don't you give me an insight check? 11. You're not 100% confident of what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) You have a suspicion that like maybe Rook knows some magic or something like that, but you're not sure if that's him or you're just like, this is weird because that's not, that's not the guy that I walked down here with. So actually with that, while he, as he walks towards the the tavern, what do you do, Thaddeus? I'm going to yell out for Rook. Rook! (laughs) So this, uh, vaguely half-elf guy turns around uh, and then immediately like shakes his head and, and turns back around like like nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was kind of a uh, a knee-jerk reaction to turn around. Mm-hmm. So then he realized, oh, you know, whoops, shouldn't have done that. Do I Should I roll that I uh, noticed that he looked around, that he turned around? Let's do the, what is it? It's Is it perception versus deception? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so roll a perception check, uh, and I think you have disadvantage on that, is that correct? I have advantage. You have advantage? Yeah, that's what I know. The 13 plus 6, 19. Unnatural 20. Okay. Nice. Yeah, so as you yell out Rook, you see that, like, instant reaction of, like, someone who knows they're being called, and in spite of him trying to, like, cover it back up, something in your mind says, like, okay, like, that's him, at least. All you know, all you know is that half-elf-looking person is Rook. Right, okay. Uh, so Rook, as you walk into the tavern, mm-hmm. you see kind of the remnants of a fight <laughs> as a human had just been tossed through that window. Right. You see a half-orc kind of putting a shirt back on, cleaning off his his knuckles and stuff, uh, and walking over to the tavern. Um, says, says, Ayo! And then um, behind the bar, you see a human kind of with really... Shaved sides, side of his hair, his, um, the top of his hair is pulled back into a, a little bun. Uh, he's got a big scar down the side of his face. Mm-hmm. Um, he pours, he pours it and, um, and slides it over and looks at you and says, Carrick, didn't expect you to come in here as he's looking, as he's looking straight at you. Um, you, uh, looking for a change of careers and a couple of them couple of the, the uh, patrons kind of chuckle can I make a like an insight sort of role to kind of to kind of get some what are you trying to, what are you trying to well I want to kind of based on the reactions like get some idea of the type of person that Carrick is <laughs> yeah roll an insight check a 14 you get the sense kind of by glancing around at these people kind of this this big half work that just threw someone through the window. The scar on the, the barkeep's face. A few of the others look well armed. That they seem to be and actually actually you're you're a rogue, so you just kinda get the sense that this is an underworld, CD underworld sort of a place. Right. And that their reaction to Carrick is that uh, he has not shown necessarily <laughs> interest in being involved and is not Kind of the health, the half health that you are is maybe like 130, 140 pounds, not super strong, but kind of in that like 5'7 to 5'9 range. Okay. Well, maybe I am. <laughs> and <laughs> I will say one one thing the, the individual you were following, you don't see him in this room. Right. And so the, uh, the barkeep says, <laughs> Well, if that's so, what, uh, what skills are you going to offer us? <laughs> we don't need many farmers anymore. Well, how about this one? And he, Rook would pick up the nearest glass and chuck it at somebody. <laughs> um, roll. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, what's an improvised weapon? Oh, don't worry. I've got that. Okay. So I'll let you, I'll let you take a pick. Uh, directly ahead of you at the bar is this barkeep with the scar the large half-orc. To your left a little bit is another human. You don't see any weapons on them. About 5'10", well-built. And then to your right, you see a, a dwarf. You see about five tankards of empty tankards on it at his table. So that's those are kind of your closest options. Okay. Yeah, then he would grab, I guess, a tankard, it seems, you know, there, and chuck that at the human. Okay. Um, <laughs> so roll, a, roll an attack. Okay. Unnatural 20. Unnatural? Unnatural. Yes. Okay. Um, that hits. That hits, so roll your damage. Okay. That's uh, 
Oh, <laughs> it's a four. Okay, hang on. <laughs> Does the glass shatter? Uh, yeah. Give me just a second. I am pulling up <laughs> some stats because this is not where I saw this go. <laughs> All right. Well, after the glass shatters, Thad's gonna just pry the door open a little bit and stick his head in and just glance around real quick. Okay. So. Yeah, you grab you grab a tankard, you throw it at this guy, it shatters. Uh, it kind of hits him in the back. Cuts a little bit, but it, it does... It kind of sprays out. And he, he looks at you and says, Who do you think you are? And just runs at you. And Thaddeus, as you poke your head in, you see this guy screaming. And I will say, kind of given the circumstances, they will get around before you jump... Before you can jump in, but you can roll initiative. All right. Okay, Rook's got a 19. Okay. So, Rook, you go first. Okay, and this is before he gets to me? Um, I was... He, he's running towards you. He's probably 10 feet away from you. Okay. Then, action. Rook would cast his mage hand. Okay. Bonus action. He would grab, a, like, a chair or something and kind of put it in the way of the guy. Okay. And and then, I want him to move somewhere, but I pretty much just came in the door, huh? Yeah, you came in the door. So there's kind of an open space in front of you. There's mostly tables and stuff to your right. Kind of straight ahead is your best shot at moving. You could maybe move back. Okay, I'll do that. I'll move back as far as I can. Okay. So you kind of bump into the table where the door... Don't spill me ale! And, um... Oh, what did you get for your initiative, Thaddeus? Thirteen. Okay. So I'll say on your turn, you basically open the door. You see Rook, who you think is Rook, kind of do this this stuff. And you will have time to make a decision... On, on the next round, okay. Um, as you basically ran to the inn, opened the door, and took in your surroundings. So as you move that chair kind of right in front of the human running at you, he makes a dexterity save and kind of jumps over it and continues to run to you. And he punches at you two times, kind of swings at your gut and then your and then your head. So the first one is a six, no, nope. and the second one is a fifteen. Fifteen will hit. Okay, yeah, so the first one, the first one swinging at your head, duck under, and then he brings a, a uppercut that hits you in, in your gut, uh, and that is for three damage, three bludgeoning damage. Okay. And it is your turn, Rook. All right. In the background, you hear the barkeeper, oh, this day just got interesting. <laughs> um, and uh, you, hear, you hear another one say, I got five gold on Vinny. Now it's over to your turn. And Rook's thinking to himself, I'm not Vinny, am I? <laughs> So, free action, Rook would yell out, I just want to be part of your group! (laughs) Okay. So, action or bonus action for perception to see if there's, like, an extra room or a stairs or something of that nature. You can do that as a free action, too, honestly, just, like, glancing around. Okay. Yeah, roll a perception. Uh, Being in the middle of the fight, do I need to do it? I was going to say, yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Okay, well, that's not going to be good. I got an eight. You can tell that around the bar something cur- tur- curves around, but you're not sure. Okay. And you hear in response, <laughs> you hear in response, well, this is a good start to join in, and a ruckus kind of a laughter around that. Okay, so right now, if I recall, I don't have any, I haven't used any action bonus actions, right? Uh, no, you got action and bonus action. All right, I still have those available. All right, cool. <laughs> so what will... What we'll do is, I'm, I'm by that dwarf's table, right? Mm-hmm. So Rook would reach down and grab one of the tankards. Okay. And try and smash the guy in the head with it. All right. Yeah, make another improvised weapon attack. Uh, nine. That one, as you as you, as you you take it and swing, he, he kind of locks your 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 forearm and, and keeps you from, from making contact with him. Okay. Uh, and you said he's otherwise unarmed. That you can tell. Okay. I think what I'm going to do then is disengage and hop up on the table where the where the dwarf is <laughs> okay i imagine this against a wall uh yeah essentially okay yeah so he's gonna get like all the way up on the table and as tight up against the wall as possible okay it didn't really move anywhere but no i mean you got he's got to move to get to you uh thaddeus it is your turn all right i'm gonna go up and go after the guy closest to the person i assume is rook okay <laughs> the guy who's swinging at him mm-hmm all right. How are you doing that? I'm going to attempt to hit him with my hammer. Okay, so you draw your hammer out? Yes. Okay. So so make your attacks? Mm, 12. Okay. Yeah, so you, you swing at him and miss, and you hear from behind the bar say, 
Hey, this is a bar fight. We don't need weapons involved here. And then the uh, guy you just swung at sees you. You just swung at him. And um, I wasn't aiming for him. I was mad because you busted the tankard full of all that ale. And he says, yeah, sure. And pulls out two short swords that were kind of back behind him. He takes two swings at you, Thaddeus. A 21 and an 18. Both hit. Okay. And he hits you for 13 points of uh, piercing damage. Total? Yeah. Okay. And then uh, before the next round ends, you hear the orc stand up. And he said, and he, he just he yells out, Hey! Weapons away! And I'm going to need you both to make an insight check. Okay. For dirty 20. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You both get the sense as he pulls out a huge greatsword that he's not messing around. And you see the uh, the guy who was fighting you just drop his swords and say, I, I, he, start, he started it. He started it. I'll walk, I'll walk away. And so we're going to drop out of initiative. But you are still welcome to make attacks. But that is the scenario that's happening. Right so, so am I in? And he says, well, first you've got to talk to me about who this fellow is in his fancy armor with his giant warhammer. He with you? Hey, he's he's the new stable boy. Make a deception check with disadvantage. <laughs> oh, man. 16. He says, stable boys don't need a giant hammer. You haven't seen my horses. <laughs> he says, I know where you live. I know you don't have any horses. So you can start telling me what you're up about. Or I'm going to put this sword right through you. And, you. and you also know, there's like four or five guys, including the barkeep, who all have weapons drawn. And, and before you say anything, he says, Listen, we have protected your family. We've made this place safe for you. I don't see the gods haven't been coming and taking anybody recently, have they? So why don't you just walk out of here, we'll pretend this didn't happen, and uh, we'll all just go about our day. Well, now look. And he's mostly... He's mostly looking at Thaddeus. He, he like, is not interested in Well, now, look. Do you see the size of this hammer? Can you imagine the size of the horse it would take to put a shoe on? You guys gotta stop with the horse thing. <laughs> I'm not kidding. These things are huge. Now, if you don't put your sword away, all I have to do is take this whistle, and he pulls something out of his pocket that's not a whistle, but he's trying to play it off as it is, and I can summon a herd of them here right now, and I'm trying to intimidate the guy. Okay, make an intimidation <laughs> check with disadvantage. <laughs> what is this? 17. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He, like, hesitates for half a second, and then as he thinks about, like, he takes another second to see, like, he sees whatever trinket you pulled out and looks back at you, and he says, if your both next action is not to walk out of this door, you will never walk out of this building again. All right, all right. <laughs> and Rook would step down and kind of, like, he's kicking over the dwarves' tankards as he steps down. <laughs> but then he hey, starts hey, that's my... Thaddeus is going to hold that uh, whistle up to his uh, mouth as he's walking away. Okay. Giving the orc a stern look. And you hear, as, as that's happening, the dwarf yells out, Jareth, I better get another ale, and I'm not paying for this one. The orc, the half-orc, his eyes are just locked on you, not moving, as, as you kind of, kind of walk out. I'm assuming you guys walk all the way out? Yes. All right, before I, I get to the door, and I, you know, I'm still looking at the orc, and I do a fake, like, whistle or whatever with my lips, because it's not a real whistle. And then I rush out the door real fast. <laughs> As you rush out the door, you hear this, and uh, and as you shut the door, you, you see this, and this blade is sticking through the door, kind of right where you closed it. It's not my door. All right, where are you guys, what are you guys doing? Well, does the door open in or out? Uh, it opens out. Okay. Then uh, Rook would try and open the door real quick and take the sword. <coughs> it's it's wedged in there. You can... Uh, I'm trying. I'll help. Make a... Um, <laughs> make a strength check. Okay. Can I do it too if he doesn't... Well, I'll wait for you to go first. You can give, give Rook advantage because you're helping. Okay. <laughs> As you open that, uh, you do see that large orc man running at you. Okay, I've got a 17 with advantage. <laughs> okay, you uh, you do wedge it out, and you're running, and 
He gets to you, and he is going to attempt to make a grapple. Okay. Is this a contested thing? Yeah. Uh, it's your strength or dexterity. Okay. I'm right up there with Rook. Can I interact in any way? Um, I don't think it'll be necessary. Yeah, you, you can do you can do something. All right, well, no, you go ahead. Yeah, I got an unnatural 20. Okay. You, as he reaches for you, you slip out, and we're going to go into initiative order again. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. 22. Okay, so I got an 8. Okay, uh, Thaddeus, you're first. You guys are all three right next to this door. You see an orc, and behind the orc, you see four other individuals, you're not sure what they are, starting to draw weapons. I am going to hit him with my hammer. Okay, uh, make your attack. 20, unnatural. Okay, that'll hit him. 10 damage. Okay, uh, so as you connect, you see him... <clears throat> Take it, and it doesn't seem like it does as much damage as you would expect from past fights you've been in. Rook, it is your turn. Really? Okay. So Rook is going to cast Fog Cloud at the door. Okay. And yell out, gotta run! (laughs) And uh, use the bonus disengage. Okay. And take off down the road. Okay. Thaddeus, were you going to move at all? Do I can I do anything with that fog cloud? I don't know what that is. It's just it it obscures sight. Okay. I was just going back to your turn. You didn't mention anything about moving. I just wanted to double check. Correct. Were you just staying there? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So Rook, you kind of feel him go past you as this as this fog centers around you. Yeah. Sure. Rook would lean out and like tap him on the <laughs> like. Let's go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Like turn his arm or something. Yeah. So I would say that the orc is kind of feeling around for you, Thaddeus, and a 12 misses you, correct? Correct. Okay. An 8 will definitely miss you, but you hear him just take two swings. He says, I'm going to find you. After the orc swings and misses and yells he's going to find me, I try to get out of there. Okay. Uh, He's going to take an opportunity attack at disadvantage. 13? No. Nope. So it takes one more swing, uh, and so you have your movement, and you can take a dash action if you want. No, that's fine. I'm just going to run. No dash. Yeah, so dash action is like, the, it doubles your speed. Okay, that's fine. Okay, so, yeah, Rook, you see you see this big, clunky, <laughs> that is, <laughs> run past you, and kind of where the inn is, uh, you, can, you guys kind of turn up to your left, or Thaddeus turns up to his left, and line of sight is probably broken between where he is and where the inn is. And now it's your turn, Rook. Okay, yeah. So again, he'll he'll <laughs> yell back, you, you know where I live! And if he sees Thad, you know, dashing out, then he'd take his bonus to dash out as well, to keep pace. Okay. Uh, roll a perception. Or not, excuse me, not a perception. Roll a perform. 21, 17, and 4. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so you catch up You catch up to Thaddeus. You hear this orc bellow out behind you. Oh, I'm gonna find you! But... You don't get the sense that the voice isn't getting closer. So, Thaddeus, it's over to your turn. You say we've broken line of sight? Yep. All right, I'm going to not dash and move just my regular distance. Okay. Just keep moving, but not dashing. Okay. Uh, Rook, your turn. Actually, we can break out of initiative. Okay. Well, if we're breaking initiative, then um, Rook will continue you know, to keep pace with Thad, but otherwise he's going to... I will say... But, yep. As, as you're walking, you do hear, you hear him say... You're a dead man, Carrick! <laughs> and, and you hear, oh, What did I do? And he, and he looks, and, and, and then you hear, oh, Somebody tried to play me! And, and you hear him say, You better get out of here fast! And he says, Yes, sir, yes, sir! And, run, and you hear the footsteps of someone running away. And, yeah, now go, go ahead with what you were doing. Okay. Do, real quick, do we know when we were supposed to meet at this, uh, at the establishment? Uh, just sometime in the evening. We have, I, I don't recall, did they say which establishment they were going to end up at, the rest of the party? Uh, the Silver Cask is where they were planning on going. Okay, then I think Rook would shift back into his normal Rook appearance. Okay, so Thaddeus, you see him do that, just so you know. Mm-hmm. Do with that what you will. Yeah, I'm not really hiding it or anything, I'm just reverting back to normal Rook. Alright, yeah, so, I, I'm assuming we're still walking away. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, you know, I'm, I look over, see it all happen, and I'm like, well, that, that was fun. <laughs> you telling me. Oh, what do you what do you say we we probably go find the others now? Yep, that sounds like a good idea. Say, uh, 
Where can I get me one of those fancy masks you have? Um, you have to go to wizard school. You'll you'll get there one day. <laughs> Noted. Yeah. So Rook would then like kind of hand over the. This is the great sword we've got. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yeah. He he kind of extended over to Thad and go. Uh, I I think this is probably going to be more your style. Do you want to do you want to hang on to this for a bit? I'll take a look <laughs> at it. Boy, absolutely. And uh, yeah. And then so Rook is gonna bestie. No, we've passed it already, so he's going to head head back to the... Yeah, as you kind of walk through the town, you get back and kind of hear hear performance, though it's not the, the loud bellowing voice. You open the door, and you see at a table, Gale, Firefly, and Evanel, and that is where we'll end this. All right. So, yeah, that was really... <laughs> <laughs> it went a lot different than I think we anticipated. Yes, it did. Theme music, the song Not Quite Heroes, by Dave Cole of the Four Orbs podcast. Sound effects and music in this episode were found at tabletopaudio.com, Sirenscape, check them out at www.sirenscape.com, and zapsplat.com. Hi, we're Chasm Quest. Come with us as we voyage across the Chasm Sea and into a heroic adventure into a new world. The quest is dangerous. I want to ride that sword down his body, like, <laughs> just, like split him in half. Mysterious. There's something about the new lens. There's nothing that can prepare us for what's to come. And very, very rowdy. We lick each other's nostrils. <laughs> oh, God. Listen to Chasm Quest, all one word. Everywhere podcasts are streamed. Now, let's set sail. Hey, listeners. My name is Dave Cole, and I'm the dungeon master and host of a Dungeons & Dragons podcast called... Stop! Wait, Dave. Say no more. They'll be enchanted by one of my songs, and then they'll be hooked. No, they want to hear about how we slay great beasts. No, they want to hear about magic and sorcery and spellcasting. They will listen for the story, the rich history, the lore... Or we can just roll the dice and let fate decide. You're right. If you haven't listened to the Four Orbs yet, find us at www.fourorbs.org or whatever podcast app you use. 